Hi everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, My First Season. Greg and I have never worked together before, but we did meet in Cancun in 2004 when he was a GO and I was a GM. My first season was as a snorkeling GO at Club Med Paradise Island in February of 1986. Before Club Med, I was actually in high school and graduated at 16 and a half years old in 1985. And after Club Med, I went to Arizona State University and Northern Arizona State University for several years. Yes, I pulled a Van Wilder and got a double BA in art and history with five minors, and then a master's in English history. I also worked as a travel agent for many years and spent a small period of time working in the Club Med offices in Scottsdale, Arizona. Fun fact, when I was at Paradise Island in 1986, the GO team had dealt with a huge flood after a major tropical storm while the village was overbooked, mind you, and we even had fish swimming in the theater pit. My name is Dee, and this is my first season. Dee, Dizzy Dee, from <laughs> Arizona, how are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Okay, good. Yeah. So I see that uh, that uh, intro traumatized you. You keep calling the school where you went to, Northern Arizona State, Arizona State U, University instead yes. of Northern Arizona University. Well, because there's three universities. Well, here, I know, but you should know where you went for a billion years. I know, as a but Wilder, we just call but- it. Yes, but Yikes. we also call it NAU. Mind so you, you wrote that part, so I don't know why you keep I know up on your own line, but uh, this is well, not the... Okay, you also okay. have Arizona State University. Okay. All right, Dee, we're, we're getting away yep. here. The people yep, don't yep. want to hear us bickering and arguing like, like we normally do when we're playing Fortnite. So you are here to talk about your first season, and it's kind of interesting because if you listen to Dee in her intro, she said she graduated um, high school at 16 and a half and then went to Club Med. All right, so we know you're from Arizona. Whereabouts nope. in Arizona were you living when you were going to high school? When I was in high school, I lived in Massachusetts. Oh, wait a minute now. Hold the phone. <laughs> That's right. You Okay, so you graduated high school where in Massachusetts? I graduated in a small town called Manchester. Manchester by the sea? Yeah. Just like the movie? So just like the movie. And it was filmed in my hometown, so. Okay. Now, how does yeah. one get from Manchester to Arizona? Well, you have a mother who decides she wants to move to Arizona, so you fly from Paradise Island back to Boston, hop in a car with her, and take two weeks to go across the Okay, well, well, you're going too fast now because you mentioned a Club Med in there. So are you saying in between Boston and Arizona, there was a Club Med? There was a Club Med. It was Paradise Island. Now, hold up now. So how does it happen that you were speaking something of a graduation gift? So when you graduated high school in Boston, were you given a trip to Club Med as a... Graduation gift. Graduation. So this is true. Now, did you get to pick the resort you went to or did your mom? No, my mom picked. And the travel agent at the time, because it's a thing travel agents do, they they try to get you excited to go to new locations. It was Club Med in St. Lucia the first week it was open. I am guessing in 86 when you went, was it 86 or 87 you went to the Club Med? Do you remember? Uh, Well, it was one of the... I think it was December of 85. Okay. Now, was it a, I heard it was a singles resort back then. Was that true? St. Lucia? Yes. I, no, most of the clubs were just open resorts. Uh, there were no single clubs. To well, my the, memory, I do not remember. Oh, once. no, there were, Mar- there trust were me, Mar- Martinique in the 80s was singles. Trust me on that one. Okay. I've seen the photos, but uh, <laughs> at one point, at one point, St. Lucia was, was singles and not families because I spoke to a geo that worked there. Yeah, I believe, curious. yeah, I believe it did become a singles resort because when, I went there. There were other kids there. Okay. All right. So. Now, so you had fun. You liked the concept. Everything was good. Yeah, I did. I really, um, I had a great time other than, sadly, 
St. Lucia when it opened, they didn't got, get all their supplies. So there was a lot of supplies missing. But I was wait, how how long were you there after it opened? We literally got there the first week it was open. Are you serious? I am serious. It was their first open week. Now, was, was there a deal on this club? Is that why your mom sent you there? <laughs> no, there was no deal. She came okay. with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> that she, she came with you and then left you, if you left if, you in Club Med, but we're going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you knew my mom, yes. But well, he kind of, but yeah, no, it's, we got there. It was St. Lucia. The first day it was open and I went to go to go snorkeling and they were missing half their things. I thankfully, because I wear glasses, I'd come with my own mask. I just didn't have flippers, but they had flippers. They only had, if I remember right, like 10 masks for GMs. Okay. But now, they had... now, how do you get from, okay, now, so you go back to Boston and what's the plan here when you get back? So you, what University what happened, college? No. So what happened is I went from Boston to St. Lucia for my graduation for one week because St. Lucia was such a disaster they gave everybody who went that week, and this is back when Club Med used to give away free vacations. Like if you went on five trips, they'd give you a free vacation. You had um, little coupon books or, or something along those did lines. Did you get you... to choose where they sent you or did you just say? Second time around, we got to choose and we decided to go to Paradise Island. You wanted to go to Paradise? Yes. And how soon after you got home did you go? Uh, February. Okay. So it was like within a month and a half. You know, we were like, we got a free trip. Let's go. All right. So something happens in paradise. Okay. Now, how do you get, how does the chief ask you if you want to work there? What happened there? You know, what happened at Paradise Island was the chief of snorkeling got injured on, there was a shipwreck that used to be, I believe, south of the island. When he went under the bridge and out, there used to be a cargo ship that was crashed there. He this is uh, 85, 86 we're talking, right? Yes, 85, 86. I okay. do not believe it's still there. From what I've seen from photos, it's gone. He did something stupid and broke his ankle and he could not go out and take people out in the trips anymore. He was, he was out for the count for like, God, he was out for the count for like three, three or four weeks. And I had been snorkeling every day, twice a day. I was very active in like helping him out. And he was like, hey, do you want to help out? And he went to the chief of sports and asked him, hey, I got someone they're willing to stay. And they're like, well, you're young. And I was like, yeah, but I just graduated. And we went through this whole rigmarole and we finally went to the chief of the village. And he said, yeah, sure. And at this point, you're how old? <laughs> I was 16 years old and 10 months. Okay. And they asked I was a baby. I was a Island. baby. Yes. And what did your mom say to this? she just went oh okay so did you stayed yeah. and your mom went home basically my mom went home yeah good heavens okay i know now, i know you remember <laughs> do you remember who the chief was <laughs> i i had to actually ask my friends who were there that i'm still friends with geos that you know went through all of this and i found out and, and i can't go into the story about it but his name was christian he was from north africa and he left Literally, I think it was the week after I started working there. So I never really interacted with him after I started working because he left. And the chief of sports and entertainer took over the chief of the village's jobs. Now, how long did you actually spend in Paradise Au Pair? I left, I believe it was the first week of May. So um, it was two and a half months we're talking? Two, yeah, about two and a half months. 
two and a half months. All right. It was, I was like one of the last people to leave. Everybody else had already left. So what's Paradise Island like in the uh, mid eighties? It was wild. Uh, I don't know. You were there, I think one of the mid nineties. No, I was there in 2002. 2000. Wow. So yeah, a lot changed. So yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was an open resort. Kids were there. Adults were there. Yes. Raunchy stuff happened, but you know, yeah, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. We're not getting into that. It was the eighties. It was a different time. Yeah. And it was like stuff would happen. Like we would do practical jokes on GMs out in the beach. We would have theater, not theater stuff, but we would do many events where you would have geos running through the village, miming certain events that happened and they wouldn't be fully dressed you'd have geos out on the beach splashing people giving them holy rites you know blessings or a baptism on the beach when they were topless bathing okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get you off the topless raunchy stuff here because you know yeah well that's that's the end of it it was just it was a little bit wilder a little bit more chaotic okay so somehow you you get you know you at 16 you're working for club med but so then how the heck the the next summer playa blanca uh, 86 you you wind up in club med again how does this happen it happened because Ilya Dabellini, Danny's wife, was working at Boutique that season. Danny Stabielli's wife? Stabielli, thank you. I can never pronounce it. Danny Stabielli, I think, yes. Where was yeah. he from? Italy. Okay. Sounds Italian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so oh his, wife, his wife... You just uh, asked li- me a question. I don't know. <laughs> his wife liked you? Yeah. She, she loved me. And she was like, you know, I've got an opening in the Boutique at you know, play a Blanca, do you want to come? And I was like, well, I got to go home. My mom's going cross country. But as soon as I get settled in Arizona, yeah, I'll come down. Now, did it ever come up that, you know, hey, am I going to get paid this time? Did that come up at all? Or were you, no. just, so you were still au pair? I had, I had money, you know, okay. <laughs> we, we had an inheritance. I wasn't hungry for money. I was just, I was enjoying working at Club Met. I was enjoying the growth that I was achieving there, you know, learning about other cultures, learning about how to interact with people. So you must be, uh, you must have been fluently uh, bilingual, like in French by then, right? Yes. By the time I got out of Playa Blanca, French was pretty well settled in my brain. Spanish was just starting at that point. I became fluidish, fluish? Fluent. (laughs) Fluent. Fluent or fluent-ish, if you're trying to say that. (laughs) I became fluent in Spanish at Sonora Bay uh, because some of the GEs really just pushed. Yes, because from Playa, you go to Sonora Bay. So how does one get from, again, au pair from Playa to Sonora Bay? I'm guessing Danny Stabielli's wife, Ilya? Is this true? No, actually, Kent Smith or Kenton, Kenton Smith. He was the chief of sports there. And because Sonora Bay, chief of sports, where Kenton Smith, Kenton Smith is a long writing thing with the seasons I did. He no, was, but no, where did you meet him? Sonora Bay or Playa? Paradise Island. He was chief of land sports. Okay, so how do you get from Playa Blanca to Sonora Bay? What's the connection there? Kenton Smith was chief of sports at Playa. He went to Sonora. I went down to harass him because it was a quick and easy trip. And okay, so you you drove down from Arizona to Guaymas? Is that what you're saying? No, I just flew. It was a cheap flight. And you were going to visit, that's all. I was just going down to visit. And because Sonora Bay was so cold, uh, nobody had packed for it. it. It was so cold that the pool actually froze over at one point. 
and a lot of the geos had left chief of the village left at one point he just went off on vacation never came back and he was just like hey do you want to stay and just help out in different departments i wasn't snorkeling per se because snorkeling in snorbay is meh to be honest and i just ended up staying for how long five months i left the be no no it was not the beginning it was the end of march and came back beginning of may you're not even 18 at this point yet i must i turned 18 i turned 18 in bora bora Okay. Yes. So somehow, yes. Okay. After Sonora, we'll circle back to some of these. So somehow, (laughs) five months of Sonora, you wind up in Bora Bora. Now, how the heck do you wind up there, au pair, again? Because the chief of snorkeling from Playa Blanca knew I was in Sonora and knew how bad Sonora was because he had done the previous winter season basically called and said hey you want to come over and i had the money so i hopped in a plane and flew over to bora bora okay so how did you have the money when they COVID hadn't paid you inheritance <laughs> inheritance my, okay yeah I my gr- grandmother died and we ended up with a lot of money okay <laughs> which right, is why so... doing au pair was like yeah no i'll do au pair i'll run around yeah i don't care okay now but you did finally ultimately uh, get hired uh, yep. back in sonora in the summer of 87 i believe you got a contract and yeah you were doing snorkeling slash arts uh so you were you that person that was uh painting the uh like we go to yes. the, paint, paint these clay these clay uh ashtrays no no okay. it was silk screening and I oh, still silks, have some oh of yes silk screening. yeah yeah this I was popular some of those. back then uh, it was either you're painting pottery or silk screen silk screening uh, it was silk screening yes they had the my first season in turks they had silk screening i remember and there was a geo specifically yeah. in charge of silkscreen geo right or yeah the arts arts it was the arts yeah you were part of the theater department and it was just but i also did horseback riding i also did the picnics uh i would help out on the beach if they needed it because i didn't work in the mornings so my mornings were free so i would just well did you have arrivals or departures some mornings it was summer bay true true (laughs) we get arrivals on the weekend and that was it we never got anything like monday and if you did it was one person or maybe one family you, you never got people on monday through friday <laughs> okay let's talk about a certain someone who happens to be one of my one of my favorite people yes! in the world if not most favorite is a man named hansel moss all right oh, yeah so you that. had the privilege of, uh, of hansel being your chief of sports correct yeah he was a chief of sports when i was doing the arts and crafts slash sports like just help out with, you know, doing the picnic, uh, help out. They need help. And over this was in Sonora? This was in Sonora. It was. So you met Hansel Moss. He was chief of sports in Sonora that summer of 90, uh, sorry, 1987, correct? Yeah, 1987. I believe it was his first season as chief of sports too. Uh, he hasn't responded to the message I sent him. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still trying to get him. He, he's agreed to come on. So Hansel, if you're listening. Oh this, God, yes, you, please. You told me yes five or six times. So I'm going to get oh, you, buddy. God. 2022 oh, is my year, yeah. Hansel. I'm coming for you, bud. Hansel, do it, Hansel. He's just, oh, he would be so much fun to have on here. Oh, true. But wasn't he, what's he like as a boss? He must have been great, right? Because he, oh, God, he he was super positive. He was always willing to help. I mean, he was, he was almost like a Handel. You remember Handel. He just, I don't know if he ever became chief of um, the village. Could have, should have. Yeah, he should have, because he was that tight that it was just, 
he was in, he knew everything. He got involved in everything and he was just always there. If you needed help, he was there. If oh, he was just a blessed man. I mean, he was just perfect. And I yeah. remember he, he loved doing photography too, which is now what he does. Yeah, one of the many things, yeah, he does. That's how I, I met him in uh, Columbus in 96. Yes, he was a photographer and uh, training partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unofficial training partner. Oh my God, yeah, he spent, he spent quite a bit in the gym. If I remember, right, he even ordered equipment for the gym. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to your season. Um, in Back in Paradise, you had a major tropical storm. Good. Your it's village is o- overbooked. And uh, yeah. so is it true that there was so much water that, you know, the theater pit, yes, in Paradise is actually a pit. And yeah. you're saying there was even fish swimming in there? Yeah, it was It was a tropical storm that rolled in and literally the whole island was underwater. We had to move GMs from the first floor up to the second floors because the vast majority of those rooms ended up with water in them. And then all the GOs had to move out of their rooms. And we were sleeping wherever we could find a place to sleep. And when it had passed, you know, a lot of the water had gone away except for in the theater pit where we actually had fish swimming in there. We were worried there were sharks I remember Kent running around with a net trying to catch the fish so we could throw them back into the ocean. I don't remember what Vincent was doing. Uh, Vincent? Vincent Vincent was our entertainer, uh, Vincent Ferrelli. I only remember him because he was English from Oxford and he was like a little bit taller than you with bright green eyes. And those two combined, him and Kent, were like the perfect storm when it came for entertainment. Uh, They they were just perfect together. Okay. Now, how long did this uh, tropical storm last? Like, because, you know, there's nothing worse than a rainy day or rainy week. So <laughs> it was, was about it, three was, days. Oh, really? OK. Yeah. Did anyone get a refund that week? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Amazingly, no. It, as many tropical storms as I went through with the GMs back then, no one ever asked for the money back. Nobody ever complained. They just sort of rolled with it. You know, uh, because we had the same thing happen in Playa Blanca, where all the boats sank. Well, yeah, but I want to get to your your yeah. um, earthquake story in Sonora Bay, because we... Sonora uh, Bay, that's after Playa Blanca, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> thankfully, uh, because of the internet, we, we figured out that in, in 1987, in California, you had the Whittier Narrows earthquake. But you're saying that you felt the aftershocks as far away as Sonora well, Bay in Mexico, correct? Yeah, so what happened is... Back then, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have TV. We, we had no way of keeping in contact with the outside world. No newspapers either, huh? Newspapers would come in once a week, and they would come into um, not Wymus, but the little town right next to the Club Med, which I cannot remember the name of it. San Carlos? I think it's the name of it. Go on. Um, and they would get the papers once a week. And... We got the paper, we sent someone to find out because like I said, we had basically the theater area, we were, some of us were sitting on the bench where you put the makeup and everything. We had our sound engineer, I think his name was Steve, came across the squawk box saying that every wire, everything upstairs was just swinging back and forth. And Annie, our person in the theater, came screaming out of the costume room saying the whole room was just swinging like crazy. 
And it was at night because we were preparing for the theater show and we didn't know what happened. And it was three days later when we got the newspaper, we found out about the earthquake. We didn't know when the earthquake happened. We just knew there'd been an earthquake. So I have always assumed it was the aftershocks coming down the San Andreas or through one of the fault lines. Well, it was a 5.9 magnitude, that uh, yeah. earthquake in, uh, in 87. Now, you also have another funny story, I think, from Sonora, where you were, I guess, trying to hide a champagne bottle, I guess, for Christmas or New Year's, and uh, <laughs> you got chased by something something pretty big, huh? It was bigger than me, put it that way. I was, uh, it, for snorkeling, and, and I know it changed sometime in the 90s. We used to for, Olymp not Olympic Day, but there used to be an Olympic Day. For awards night, we would put a champagne bottle out on Thursday out somewhere in the lagoon, out in the water, and let all the people who like snorkeling go out and find the champagne bottle. They'd get it, and they would win a medal. And I went to go hide this, and there was an underwater rock feature of some sort, and it was good probably 40, 50 feet down, and I went to hide it, slammed it into a rock, started swimming up, and it was probably about 60 feet to the surface, looked down, and there was a head chasing me that was bigger than my fins with teeth gashing out my fins and it was a moray eel and it just it chased me out and chased after me for a good like another 20 meters out of the canyon so it didn't bite you no well it took nibbles out of my fins but it didn't get a hold of me and i'm like oh my god that was so lucky yeah, I mean, the more eels, yeah. uh, just looking Hard at nasty. one, is, looks like the most terrifying thing in the ocean. If you, yeah, uh... and it wasn't that far from me, because, I mean, you know how tall I am, and then I only had the, the short fins. So, I mean, it was right there, and I was just like, holy crap, and I know I kicked it, because it went after, it went after my feet, and I just went wham in the side of its head and just took off, and it was just like, oh, my God, and I kept looking back, and he's still chasing me. I was about halfway back to shore. Hey, are you on a squeaky around. chair? Did we not go over your chair? You got to get some care. Wait a <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, Dee's promised to put some oil on that chair, and uh, hopefully it's the last, <laughs> last we hear of that. All right. Now, Dee, what were the crazy signs like in the 80s? Do you remember any? Or uh, I remember, oh, good Lord. It was, we did it once at Cancun when you were there. Uh, we used to do two crazy signs. It was the crazy signs, and it was a song by, it was a, Quebec group, if I remember right, that sang the music. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, good lord! Somebody well, else. Well, you, you, you must have already did YMCA, right? I think that's the oldest one of the no, oldest. No. No. We did that? not do. We didn't. It was the crazy signs and hands up. That was it. We only Wasn't did those. The village two. people big in the mid eighties. <laughs> I know they had YMCA. Yes, they but, were. <laughs> no, you actually got out of doing. Uh, YMCA uh, is that what you're we, saying? We we didn't do YMCA. We oh, did well, the, the crazy signs where you clap and pass your hands, pass your hands, take a drink of coffee, take a drink of coffee. Go oh speed. yeah, then you speed yeah. it up, right? The second yeah, time. and then you do yeah. the wand clap. Yeah. yeah but okay. We did we did those two crazy signs, and then at Sonora Bay, out of boredom, we started doing other stuff, and we started doing uh, tequila from the Pee Wee Herman movie. Tequila. 
Yes. He, yeah. Did you copy yeah. the dance that yeah. he does in that movie? Because he did a very yes. funny dance. Okay, good. Nothing like seeing Kenton Smith do that dance across the stage. Okay. And I have no photos of it. <laughs> That's too bad. Okay. I know. Hey, did you remember, we, we didn't talk about this, but just in Club Med, mind you, in Club Med, did you meet any celebrities in Club Med? Well, uh, in the mid-80s? In Club Med? Yes, David Lee Roth. Med. Okay. David Lee Roth. Playa Blanca? Playa Blanca. Yes. Yes, I heard that he used to frequent yeah. uh, Playa he Blanca. He used yeah. to arrive alone, correct? Sit at the back yep. of the bus, shades yep. on. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. It just, it, yeah, and I can, I remember... He was there and I had had a run with him earlier in like 1984. Uh, stupid story, nothing to do with Club Med, but I was going to a concert, not theirs, and they were in the same hotel. And I walked in between David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen. And then when I met him again at Playa Blanca, I made the comments about that. And they were like, he was like, oh my God, that was you? We have talked about you for years. This. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid girl not knowing who we were just walked in between Eddie and me. You know, just like, yes. Oh, wait, was he being sarcastic or he actually remembered you? Because he I actually thought, remembered me. Oh, okay. I thought he was being sarcastic. As drunk <laughs> as he used to be, and as you know, as we all know, David Lee Roth, it's like I couldn't believe. And I think it was because of Eddie. Because I remember Eddie turning around and looking at me like, what the hell? And it was my friend who was with me at that concert that was just pointing like, do you know who the hell you just ran through? And I was like, what? And I turned and I looked and it was like, oh my God, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's Van Halen. But I didn't realize it. Simon Dave. Also at Playa Blanca, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And again, I met Jesse Ventura. Well, wait, they weren't. No, but Arnold was staying. They I weren't at in, the club. No, 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 no. I meant in the club, like inside yeah. the resort. But they were, any... they were on the route to the club. Uh, yeah yeah so I, predator predator yeah no i know but i'm yeah. just talking about inside the club yeah inside the club celebrity encounters inside resorts the many resorts you work there at. was yeah there was someone at paradise island i didn't know who they were so i mean and that happened a lot is people would be like oh so and so's here and i'd be like who i don't care and, and i'm assuming they were probably european people do you, do you ever have any hurricanes your time there i mean we know you had tropical storms you ever come across any hurricanes there was I wanted to call it a hurricane, but I think in the Pacific, they're called typhoons. Yep. Yeah. So when I was at Playa Bora Blanca, Bora? no. Oh, I thought you were going to say, because, well, Bora Bora, Bora is where, Bora, where yeah. you would have had a typhoon. Not, not no, Bora, Bora, Bora Bora, there's, I remember like two stories from Bora Bora. That was, I mean, just a month and a half, but in Playa Blanca, and you remember how Playa Blanca was set up in that harbor with the, the island out there. We had a typhoon come through, and this is with Kent and Danny, and I have photos too, but after the, the typhoon passed, all of the boats, security boats, scuba boat, snorkeling boat, all sunk. They were all knocked underwater, and we had to use the scuba equipment to at least get them floating, and we all got them so all their bows were poking up above the water, and then attached ropes brought them to the shore and then got all the GMs to help pull them to shore. And during that twice, the ropes broke left whiplash along the guests. Nobody complained. That's the amazing thing. And then that night after we got the boats back to shore and drained and everybody was working on them, the chief of the village, Danny opened up the bar for everyone for the rest of the week. So it was free bar, free drinks for everyone. 
Now, we, let's get back to something I spoke to you earlier about, or actually yep. in, your, in your pre-interview. When I asked you, when you finally got a contract at Sonora in 87, how much you got paid, you said some ridiculous amount, like 650 a month? No, six, 600. Okay, 600, which I said cannot be because when yeah. I start, well, no, when I started Tricks and Caicos in 94, I was paid 450 US a month. So I'm yeah. wondering how <laughs> in 87, I mind don't you. know. Yeah, it has to be this American Canadian geo thing because uh, that's no, I believe you. There was someone else yeah. who mentioned that too. And I couldn't figure out why you would get paid more, you know, uh, I have, just I eight, know eight years I... before I started. And then, you know, <laughs> or unless, yeah. unless the salaries drop that drastically, but you would think you would make more as the years went on. Right. I mean, <laughs> you would think you would yeah. <laughs> think it would go up, but it, it didn't because I think the price went down. I think it went down to 500 now, a month. Now, were you on the blacklist D, or were you, were you saving that money or were you blowing it all on uh, drink beads and, uh, and cigarettes and what? Oh, the, the, the money for, yeah, no, I didn't, I barely spent it. Cause I, I had my own money. So it just kind of banked all of it. Back to the inheritance, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, that was <laughs> so, literally it was, I usually always had a thousand dollars in my bank. What? Just, yeah, there's geos that work an entire six months and wind up owing a thousand dollars back. Then. I know, <laughs> and I didn't drink. That was the thing. I didn't drink. And what was it, Benny? Benny and Playa Blanca. He never asked me for any bar beads for because I always got Coke. You know, Who's Benny, like, bartender. Bar Benny was the chief of the bar in Playa Blanca. He stayed in the club for quite a while. He was in uh, Cancun two seasons before you got there. Oh, okay. So he he stuck around, and then Rick Ross. Oh, you know Rick and, Ross? Yeah, he from, he from where? I believe of Sonora Bay. Oh, it was really? one of the seasons of Sonora okay, Bay. Okay, so he was doing and water then, ski then, I guess. I believe so. Yeah. And then there was Pepe. You remember Pepe from Excursions in Cancun? Yeah. yeah he was in water ski winter season of Sonora Bay with Hinton Smith. All right. Of the four villages you worked at, this is just a curiosity question. Would you say that out of Paradise, Playa, Sonora, and Bora Bora. Was Bora Bora the most beautiful one? Bora Bora is definitely the most beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. And just perfect for a snorkeler. You know, I mean, for someone who loves diving, who loves, you know, swimming in the ocean, chasing fish, being an idiot with fish, Bora Bora was just, oh, beautiful. And the rooms were great. The, the rooms used to go out onto the water, like at the Hilton. I don't know if you see them. Hmm. So the movie Triple X with Vin Diesel, where he ended up in Bora Bora with. Just to sidetrack, you know, not to get too off your story, but I think when we met, did, did we not bond over Vin, Vin Diesel in Cancun in 2004? Richard like, B. Riddick. Yes, yes, it was the movie Pitch Black. I can't remember who was walking home or walking the other home slightly tipsy, but I think we met I on remember. that road. I think it was it you checking out every light on a zigzag pattern or was it me checking um, out the light on the zigzag It was pattern? your first, you had just arrived. Okay, yes. You literally you didn't even have a pen. I took you for a GM and yes, I was checking the lights to see Well, if yeah, I was uh, yeah, I had a rough winter. I was yes. uh, pale as oof, I'll get out and uh, I've yeah. got the photos as proof. I, yeah, I think we were leaving the disco and then and then, yeah, yeah. somehow the we were sub walking subject of Vin Diesel Lapa Lapa. comes up. and <laughs> but okay, so We yeah. ended up chatting in front of, I think it was the Opio building, which now I don't even know what building it is. It's like the Emerald building or something. And we ended up chatting. And then you went to your room. I went to my room. And then I came down to uh, sailing the next day. And we chatted even more and found out we had even more interest. Yes. 
yeah and and, and still do uh, some gaming yeah. areas yes we're uh yeah. because we we bonded over what was it resident evil yes resident and, evil and now fortnite so yeah, fortnite, uh, yeah. any listeners uh out there want to play with dni and squads and fortnite just send me a message on uh, yes please on facebook or send her okay no yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely uh, no please. we're not paid by epic games to plug no fortnite. all right let's get back to your season were you in the shows <laughs> were you a good dancer back then well after nine years of dance lessons i, I would assume oh god that's a hilarious story I don't know if I want to hear a dance story. Uh, well, well, no. well, just out of curiosity, what kind of dancing were you doing before a club med? Tap? I did tap. I did chorus. I did, did you modern do mo- dance. Modern? Okay, please say modern. I did ballet. Please say modern. I, do you I have, did modern. Are there, any videos, are there any videos of you doing modern dance, please? No. And were you doing modern dance to Kaja Gugu or something? Please say yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 no but i did like kajagoogoo okay well i thought you would but i thought i thought yeah you made some kind of modern dance to that group okay for a song all right well we'll find it if it's out there (laughs) yeah oh god if there it is i mean gms you know gms they took so many photos so many pictures so many videos because videos were coming out at that time the video cameras so i know someone out there's got video okay side question Mm. now this is more of a current present day question since yes. you were geo in the mid 80s and we don't get many of you mid 80 geos on to this day do you ever have the same recurring dream where you are back working at club Bet, or do you just not dream yes you do and i have messaged you about this i was hoping they'd finally go away at one point so you're staying you're saying from 85 till now you still have the odd dream that you're i have the odd dream where i'm working at club med and the last one i had was several months ago and you were still a geo in it. I wish. Okay. Yeah, you were there. And I'm just like, please why is Greg in this yeah, dream? Please, please say I was a chief of village by then, at least. Okay. Just lie. No, you were chief of sports. So. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, okay. you'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, what the hell? You know, and my kids were there and my animals. It was the weirdest dream, but I was in, I think it was Paradise Island. Okay. Now, uh, you mentioned Kenton and, and Hansel. Were, were there any other employees or managers that stood out? stood out to you in a positive way like made a good impression on you like Sutton besides Danny Stabielli was there anyone else that we haven't mentioned that uh there's Janine 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 she she's still a friend of mine what does she do she was a hostess oh yeah back when they had the hostesses yeah back when they had hostesses there was fantastic he was the one who vouched for me wait 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 wait. are you saying, (laughs) saying there was a geo with the nickname fantastic that was his name. Oh, come on. That's no one's name. Fantastic. That was his name. Because like we all went to planning. We all went to check. Like, and no, that was no, his name. Oh, that's going to be a famous club bed nickname. Come on now. You, you yeah, look, we, oh, come on. From, You're looking at a baby swaddling in the crib. You know what? I think we're going to name him Fantastic. He was from Jamaica. That's all I know. Okay. I, and, it's not from that song, right? Free Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'd like was, to move it. Move it. Yeah, move that's where it. I'm getting yeah. it from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. But, we looked and it was like on all this paperwork, everything said fantastic. And we were wow. just like, no, really? Oh, okay, sure. All right, I'll, I'll go along. Yeah, I'll play yeah, I'll along. Go along. <laughs> and, and Sonora Bay, he was married and he had a child. Okay, so he's one of those so, geo couples that yeah. travel with the And he baby. was chief of the bar, yes. I okay. never could understand that, yeah. Besides fantastic, who else? Uh... There was Matt, and Matt was the geo in Paradise Islands. He was, if I remember right, he, he had been in the Navy. And when he got out of the Navy, he went to Club Med. 
I'm trying to go through each village, trying to remember. Well, no, it's, no, we can always circle back. Now, yeah. did you ever have a favorite animation passage from any of your seasons, like where you saw the animator do did it, do any stand out? Do you recall one? I don't know if it was the Energizer Bunny one or or the Superman. Do you have one that stands out, like from an animator, or do you I'm recall think, th any of your animators? Yeah, well, now entertainer and animator because well, we had an entertainer. Well, no, the you know the guy that does the passages there who doesn't break character. You know, like he dresses up. Right. As okay. So that was buddy. the yeah. Okay. But well, so, we call them animators. So do you do you, we, any of those guys do something that cracked you up? Oh, there was there was a couple of ones. One of which, I mean, it wasn't an animator. It was the entertainer, which was Vince Ferrelli and Kenton Smith in um, Paradise Island would do this routine where they would run through the village, not, I mean, they were wearing next to nothing while being chased by a bunch of female GMs and geos all crying and screaming while being chased by the chief of the village and chief of sports screaming, you were fired. And they would run through the entire village doing that. Wait a minute. Hold up. Are you saying the geos and GMs were chasing the chief of village and chief of sports? They were chasing the animator and they were chasing oh. the chief of land sports, which Why? was Kenton Smith. And it was a running gag during the eighties, everything. Okay. We're not going to go into this. No, we're no, no. But I'm, into I'm, this. I'm just trying to see the humor, yeah. but okay. <laughs> the humor is they were not dressed. The girls were chasing them wrapped up in you know, oh, I the see. blankets and the sheets. And oh, okay. Ah. Oh, I got it. They yeah. Were, uh... You got it. Yeah okay <laughs> interrupted yes um and then they had uh what was the other joke they used to do it was vincent and kenton they would walk around the beach dressed as priest i remember once i went as a nun and they would carry a bucket of oh. ice water and bless people with it okay right. yeah. while, while your stories are wholly inappropriate okay but it yeah, was the 80s guys it was yes, it, it was, was a different 80s. time okay 70s were worse yeah. 70s were way she's, worse she's cleaned up her act trust me oh the, god uh, yeah she's yeah. being on her, her best behavior but we'll we'll yes. talk about these stories when i stop the recording okay oh yeah now uh okay i tried telling <laughs> I wanna, you i want to i want to get off of uh your clement so now you yeah you say you pulled the van wilder but van wilder famously went to university he was, he was a seven-year senior yep so now at one point i guess after paradise island that winter 87 do you think do you think, you know, I should go back to school? Like, what was the thought process here? Well, yeah, the thought process was, is I took a break, you know, because everybody after a couple seasons is like, okay. And that last season of Paradise Island, I, I just, I was like, I, okay, I got to, I got to step away. And I stepped away and I went to Alaska, ended up having my son and I went, okay, I kind of got to go to school. And I went to school <laughs> and I okay. went to school and I now... went to school. <laughs> What did you, um, so when you went to Arizona State U, what did you uh, enter when you were in history? What did you take? I, I went, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Okay. I, so I went in with a general, like just general studies. Okay, and but I went into why, why did you take five minors or what usually people take one minor? So why did you take five? <laughs> <laughs> Are you an overachiever or something? I, it's not that I was an overachiever. I ADD, you know, okay. and I, I would, oh, I like this. Okay. All right. So Hold yeah. So you, you, a minor adds at least uh, I don't know at the states in Canada, but a minor is usually at least thirty credits. So you're adding time yeah. to your to your I, degree, I did. and you became uh, quite an institution there at these yes. two uh, Arizona well, universities. A, yeah, ASU and NAU. Yeah, I, I went between the two. Which and... one was the bigger party school? ASU. Okay, ASU. And ASU then, is known as the party school. And Come then on. you decide to do a uh, master's in English. Now, how long did it take you to do the master's? 
about four years. Okay. Well, at least that when you, you finished in relative time. Now, how did, now, how do you get to, you said you spent a small period of time working in the Clement offices in Scottsdale. So was this the office that was booking the vacation? Yes. It was the reservations office. They're still there in Tempe, Arizona now, if I understand. How did you wind up there? I was working part-time going to school and I was just wrapping up my BA and I saw the advert in the paper. You remember newspapers, you know, we yes. get those. Make your hands dirty. <laughs> yes. And I saw the advert for Club Med and at my part-time job, I had run into someone who worked at the office and they're like, oh yeah, no, you should come up to the office and work. We'll hire you in an instant because you're an XGO. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I went and it was after 9-11. I remember that much. So it was 2002 and I want to say February. And I, I did, I got hired, like, boom, no problem. They were like, okay, yeah, you're hired. And because I just, you went to most of the villages that they were selling and you knew how to talk about them or? I knew how to talk about them, you know, and I knew how to talk to them about and did, them. And did you talk sides. to people? Like, were you on some kind of hotline where people would call in and, and book? Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. It was the one, was it 1-800-CLUB-MED was oh, the phone okay. number. And people would call and you'd be like, Hi, welcome to Club Med. This is Dee. How can I help you? And they, <laughs> yeah. uh, would they ask you where they should go or uh, yeah, offer some sometimes, tips? Yeah, sometimes they, they'd have no idea whether they wanted to go. But the vast majority of people who called the office were return customers. They, they already knew where they were wanting to go. And sometimes they just wanted a little information about the resorts. You know, like if there were cribs available or, you know, high chairs available in the dining room. I got a lot of those calls. Okay. Question. So your time in the uh, resorts, was there ever a job that you want, you wanted to do or didn't get a chance to do or, or wish you could have done any job in the resort in particular? Wow. I never really thought of that. I mean, if I had stayed, where like, a... did you want to be a chief of boutique or did you want to be? No, no. God. Could you see me in like the boutique? Hansel? Uh, yeah, I can. actually. <laughs> Definitely, definitely look at my old photos and ask me definitely, again <laughs> definitely i wouldn't put you on the mic because you you kind of like to oh, talk God. talk a little so you know i don't yeah. think the pool game would ever got off the ground no, like, it okay. never would have gotten off the ground okay. i think i think if i had stayed i think i probably would have liked to have gone for chief of sports because i did meet andrea andrea livingston yes she came a chief chief of the village she came at the end of my sonora bay and I met her for one week and we talked with her a couple of times. And Sonora I, in 87, that, that's that yeah. season. Okay. Winter, so winter she, of 87 is. She was a big uh, windsurfer before Clement. Oh, right? geez. Yeah. And Sonora Bay is, because I, I know you said you went to Sonora Bay, but yeah, I don't know. I, I went there on vacation in 95. During the summer? Uh, no, no, winter. Winter. So you did get the winds. Yes. The winds there are just sublime for windsurfers. I mean, people just traveled because you'd have the club med section and then down the beach, you'd have all these windsurfers just doing, it, it looked like they were doing like 80 miles an hour on the waves, just zipping along. And it was amazing. All right, I have two more watching. questions, two more questions for you. Can you Go handle two more? Cause you've been- I think I can. Okay. Did you have any kind of, uh, so your first time that you went, you know, uh, St. Lucia or Paradise, did you have any kind of culture shock or what I call club med culture yes. shock? Yes. But uh, what, what happened? Well, I came from a very small town, very conservative town, to suddenly get thrown in this atmosphere where you have people from all over the world. I, it was 
I, yeah, I went into shock. I was just like, oh my God, there's all these people and getting stuck because back then when you went to dinner or lunch, they just put you wherever. So I'd end up at a table where everybody was speaking French and I didn't speak a lick of French other than, you know, shut your mouth. <laughs> it was the only words I knew. And I was like, you can't say that. And it was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I loved it because I was getting exposed to other cultures. And as soon as I said I didn't speak French or Spanish or Italian or whatever language these people spoke, they would switch to English and they would talk and I would, you know, interact with them. And I loved it. Just meeting people and getting exposed to other cultures. Okay. Last question. You ready? No. All the seasons you've done. Now, do you find that one was magical in any way? Was it your first season because it was your first? Or do you just not use that word? Or do you like them all in different ways? Was there a favorite one I'm trying to get at? Playa Blanca. Playa Blanca? Absolutely. Why? Playa Blanca. Just because it was literally when you were at Playa Blanca, you were at Playa Blanca. There was no going anywhere. So it just became like this little closed environment where everybody cared about everybody. Everybody, you know, it just became like a close-knit family. Yeah, it was very cozy for um, yeah. for such a small resort. They kind of packed everything into, you know, it was built into the side of a mountain. The mountain, and, you yeah. Know, the, the, Which everything... if you lose water, those mountains are... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, you're right. There was a certain coziness to, like, uh, I still remember happy hour was the event of the day, like, because everyone oh, congregated God, yeah. at five o'clock to the bar, yeah, the bar. And, which was right well, yeah, by the pool. Yeah, but which bar? Yeah, oh, no, no, the main bar by the pool is where, yeah. where they would uh, do, when I was there in 97, that's where they would do it. But yeah, the playa is different, yeah, I guess, from all the others in that regard. Yeah, so, so that was we your... used to have, yeah, we used to have, like, around three o'clock in the afternoon, everybody would show up at the beach bar. Like, everybody, all the GOs, half the GMs, would just congregate down there. You'd have the sailing GOs, you'd have land sports, you would have the tennis guys, they would all just come down at the beach bar and hang out. It was such a great village. So sad. All right. Can you handle one more question? Yeah. Of course All right. I so if anyone is listening to this, who's thinking about applying to Club Med, should they? Yeah. Should they try it out? Yeah. Yeah. I even told both my kids they should go and try. So for none of them have the skills that would be needed there. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's a chance to get away. It's a chance to explore the cultures. It's not going to be the same as when it was in my day. And it's not the same as when it was in your day, but it's still an experience to go travel the world out of it. it if you're coming from America, it's probably going to be on the American zone. If you're from Europe, you might get a little bit more chances to go to other locations. Okay. But I'm not sure. Last question, I promise. Since you have a master's, are you going to, are you finally going to get that PhD? Are we going to be able to call you Dr. Nicholson at any time in the near future? Oh, I got about two thirds of the way through my PhD. All right. All right. So, so uh, if, if ever, if ever, if ever the country decides to make it, so it doesn't cost me any money to go back to school. Okay. <laughs> well, all right you know, then. <laughs> $5,000 for one class. I'm like, I don't think yeah, so. No class is worth that. Take it from yeah, me. No. I'm, I'm still a part-time student at Concordia. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, which, which, I mean, you're lucky because it's, you're, it's, yeah. Yeah. I get yeah, a tuition I, waiver yeah. for being an employee. Yeah. I still pay those darn fees. Yeah, true. You're always going to pay the fees. 
Well, everyone, this was uh, D D Nicholson, <laughs> mid eighties geo. So D, thank you so much for coming on the show and oh, sharing yeah, no your problem. story and experience with us. We, uh, Ooh, we really some of them are probably new to you too. Do so. appreciate it. Yeah, now you, now you can tell me all the uh, all the uh, not all appropriate the, ones all, when I hang not up. Not appropriate. Up, okay, yeah. Yeah. so just stay yeah, on so. D. Don't don't go away. I want to hear one or two of those. Okay. <laughs> well, everyone, that was D Nicholson. Uh, thanks again, D, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Say bye, D. Bye.